0: Good morning, this is Marshall Davis. What is non-dual awareness like? What does it feel like? That's the question that I have been asked several times recently, so I thought it might be good to to do an episode on this. Of course, this is exactly the question that Jesus was trying to, to address in his parables. What is the Kingdom of God like, he asks rhetorically. To what shall I compare it? by the kingdom of God, Jesus was referring to what I call unitive awareness or non-dual awareness. Jesus answered the question with parables, which are sometimes stories, but often just similes or metaphors. His indirect response to the question is really the best we can do. The question cannot be answered directly. It's like pointing to light. Light's all around us. How can we point to it? Now, we could, of course, point to the sun, I guess, as a source of light, but the sun is not light. How does one point to God, who is spiritual light? It's like pointing to space. Any pointing that you do happens within the space that you're trying to point to. Myths of all spiritual traditions attempt to communicate non-dual awareness in symbols and in stories. I have been talking about some of the myths found in the early chapters of Genesis for the last few, epi- last few episodes. Today I'm going to take a break from that and try to speak as directly as I can to what non-dual awareness is like. Recently, someone emailed me and asked, I have a question for you that I hope you will not feel is impertinent. The question is, are you conscious of a presence within? Meaning that you feel your life is being lived for you. He goes on, I'm not speaking of the truth of Christ or about having a belief in Christ, but of having the experience of Christ living within. Now, I emailed him a response, and I'll try to give an even better, more complete answer now. In short, the answer is yes. I, in the sense of the separate self, am not living this life. That is exactly what it feels like. That is is absolutely clear. Life is happening, but I, as a separate self, am just along for the ride. Like the Apostle Paul said, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Christ, or Spirit, or God, or whatever your tradition calls the divine, Tao, or Brahman lives in and through this body-mind, and this body-mind lives in it. The mind is aware of this happening. Sometimes more than other times, but the presence of of spirit is always there. Sometimes in the foreground, sometimes in the background. Usually it's like an ambient noise or the background soundtrack of life, always present. But the mind is not always focused on this presence, like what happens in meditation. Most of life is like multitasking, you know part of the mind is aware of this presence while another part of it is focused on the task at hand, like I'm focused right now on recording this episode. Recently I was on a Zoom call with someone who asked me to describe as directly as possible what non dual awareness feels like. Now first I had to explain right away that this is not a feeling, even though feelings may accompany it. It's not even an experience. So if you are running after a certain feeling or a certain experience that you want to have, or a a certain mental state that you imagine this is, then you're gonna always be running in circles. It is that within which all these feelings and experiences and mental states happen. But I say things like this and it sounds like I am trying to avoid the question and I'm not. (laughs) I don't want to do that. So let me just describe as directly as I can what it feels like. I'll start with saying what it's not, which is a lot easier to do. It's not a state of consciousness. Even though sometimes I will actually use the word consciousness. Sometimes non-dual awareness is referred to as a higher consciousness, for want of a better term. But it's not consciousness in the way that that term is normally used, the way people normally think of consciousness. It is much deeper and wider and higher than any state of consciousness. It is that which consciousness arises from. It's the root of consciousness. Consciousness is a function of the brain and the nervous system. And this is more basic than the brain or the body or the mind. It's not a state of consciousness. Even though there can be a state of consciousness that notices that there's something deeper than consciousness. It is the source of all, including our consciousness and our very being. Non-dual awareness is not something to be aware of. That is dualistic. Non-dual awareness is actually being aware as this foundational reality Which is the source of the universe, all that is, including us. We are aware we are not ourselves, that we are in fact this, whatever you want to call this, and we know this intuitively. We know it with absolute clarity that we are not this little human finite consciousness. We know that we are much bigger, we are much more ancient, we are much more expansive. The human self can be aware that the human self is not what we are. And that we are are actually what you can only be called not this human self, not self, no self. Now what does this feel like? It feels normal. In a way that regular human living does not feel normal. Regular human life feels off. And that restlessness is the impetus for the spiritual search. That was the Buddha's first noble truth. He called it dukkha, which is normally translated suffering, said that human life is suffering, and that word that he uses in the Pali, dukkha, means not scented. So non-dual awareness, on the other hand, feels centered. Now Christianity calls this fallenness, Jesus calls it sin. But without the guilt-ridden connotations that later Christian theology theology piled on that term. The Greek word used by Jesus most often in the New Testament, hamartia, is very similar to dukkha. It means missing the target, missing the bullseye. So it's off-center. By which he was saying the same thing as the Buddha. Uncentered. Unbalanced. Off-target. Another word. The second most common word that Jesus used for this is paraptama, which is often translated trespass, but literally means to fall beside or fall near. So the picture is an arrow that is shot toward a target, but it falls beside it or near the target. Centeredness is restored by Eating of the tree of life, which Genesis says, is in the middle of the Garden of Eden, like I've been talking about recently. To eat of it, we have to go to the center. Because it says that's where the tree is. The center of the Garden of Eden, which itself is pictured as the center of the world. The axis mundi, the navel of the earth, the center of the universe. Non-dual awareness feels like being centered or grounded or rooted. The story of the Buddha has Buddha under the Bodhi tree which is simply a form of the tree of life. And it says that the Buddha touched the ground and that the earth responded. That's what it feels like. Feels grounded Touching the ground of your being. The ground of being. There's no more seeking. The seeking is over. Now that doesn't mean there's no more growth. There is endless growth. You never completely arrive. That's why this is called, in spiritual traditions, the way. Not the destination. But there's no more restlessness in the spiritual life. The spiritual life becomes growing and Learning how to live more completely from this center. Contrary to many people's misperceptions, this is not endless bliss. Walking around like a spiritual zombie in a speech in a peace stupor. There are emotions. There are strong emotions. Emotions come and go, but they do not touch the root of of us, of what we are, they're not in danger, this deep sense of wellness or wholeness or centeredness or groundedness. Feelings are like winds that buffet an ancient oak or cedar or redwood. The storms come and go, but we are not in any danger of being uprooted. And that rootedness is peace. In the midst of the storms of life, there is a hymn that I love, titled It is Well with My Soul. It says, When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, It is well, it is well with my soul. That sums it up for me. It is not emotional invincibility, or not feeling. It is actually vulnerability, because there's compassion there, vulnerable compassion. And compassion means to suffer with those who are suffering, bearing each other's burdens, the Apostle Paul says. It does not solve all human problems, personal problems, social problems, societal problems, but it does solve the root problem of the human condition that is the dominant sense that i have is a sense of knowing without a doubt that we are so much more than what most people think we are so much more that we can even imagine so much older not only than these bodies but older than the human race older than this earth so much larger than this universe this sense of beingness puts everything, including human life, in cosmic perspective, our human lives, are seen as just a tiny part of what we really are. We see that we are so much more than these little personalities in these human bodies, and that all these problems, physical problems, emotional problems, social problems, that these these human beings have is just a tiny bit of what we are. This awareness, this bigger awareness, takes the sting out of death. The death of this human. It makes all human problems seem puny. It puts human life in the perspective of the vastness of the universe and the billions of years of time. Now that does not mean that Human beings and human history are not important. And the human suffering on earth and injustice is not important. But it puts their importance in perspective. And that's what it's all about. It's a shift in perspective. And the shift in perspective changes everything. It changes our thinking and our feeling and our actions. We are not what we think we are. And when we know what we are then everything changes. And yet, everything remains the same because we see that this is the way it's always been. We just didn't notice this. It's like having our eyes opened. Like waking up. Like leaving the cave of shadows. Like being born again, Jesus said. That's what it feels like. And that is it for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net